Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Imani, and we're back again with another episode of Voices Generation. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know I love my culture shifters. Um, it's because of you that we were able to reach 400 downloads in two months. So this is very exciting. Um, I'm so honored that you guys, you know, tune in every single week. And I hope that you guys feel inspired and connected to some of the topics that we present to you every single week. So thank you. I love y'all and continue to share the message because it's because of you that we do this, right? We truly believe that if you challenge an idea, you can transform the world. And so every single episode is dedicated to us challenging those ideas um, so that we can transform the world, but also create transformational thinkers in the midst of that. So thank you so much. It means the world. Today is just me and you, you and I, just the two of us. <laughs> okay. And we have a lot to talk about because I don't know if you guys saw the Tyler Perry documentary, but if you didn't, I need you to like run, sprint, jump, hop, skip, leap, whatever you got to do. You need to go watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. No, this video is not sponsored, but it was so freaking good. It was so good. Um, the documentary is called Maxine's Baby. And it's the story of how Tyler Perry became Tyler Perry. So the story goes from like his adversity, childhood, um, the naysayers, the people who told him he couldn't do it, his critics, uh, people who just were really negative towards him and then how he got to where he is today. And when I tell you it was so powerful um, I don't think there's another word to describe how powerful this was. I just marveled at every single scene of that documentary. Um, I watched, I watched it three times in 24 hours. I don't even know if it was a full 24 hours. I watched it three times because the first time I watched it as a spectator, I wanted to understand his story. The second time I watched it, I was a little bit more analytical. Like what's happening? How is he telling his story? And then the third time around, I watched it for myself as a business owner, right? Um, sometimes we think that we're doing a lot, but then you need to watch some what somebody else has done to recognize that you got to dream a little bit bigger. You got to think a little bit bigger. You got to see a little bit more so that you can transform the world the way that you want to transform the world, right? I think the most powerful message that I got from that is ownership, right? It's never our dream to not have ownership. Sometimes we don't have the tools to see ownership. And so what does ownership mean, right? Not just financially, but owning your dream, owning your truth, owning your story, owning your own narrative. That's important. That's an important piece of that too. And I think that he did an awesome job of illustrating that. And if you get nothing from it, I hope that you would see that even in the midst of your pain, even in the midst of your triumph, there is still something, there's still joy on the inside of you that you just got to tackle, tap into, right? And so his, his film was incredible. I left feeling so inspired. It was like, I just don't have any words. I don't know what else to tell you guys, but it was just so powerful. But that led me to thinking about a few things, right? One, it led me to thinking about how like the power of perception, right? 
a lot of people could perceive Tyler Perry for whatever narrative that they choose to put him as, right? But when people say things about you, you don't have to accept that. Right, because a lot of people said in this in the documentary, like, "Oh, he's going to hell for um, having drag movies or whatever they the, the negative things that they said." He didn't choose to accept that, and I thought that that was so powerful because sometimes I accept the things that people say. When I was in this meeting, right, this lady told me tone it down, um, and I accepted that for a second. As a result, where am I today? Right, I could have been so much farther. If I did not accept that what this one person was saying um, about my personality, Tyler Perry did a great job of like intentionality, like showing intentionality, right? In every single detail and every single part of this documentary, you can see how intentional he was in his journey. And so that got me to thinking like as a young person in the world, Right. Oftentimes we have this thing called busy work. Mm -hmm. Y'all, y'all heard of busy work because I know some of us do it. But I thought about like there's busy work and there's intentional work. Right. At some point in your life, you got to start stop doing busy work and start doing intentional work. Let me give you an example. Right. Busy work says I'm going to continue to pile up things on my plate so that I don't have to face the reality of what it is, because honestly, Half of us are, when we're doing busy work, right, we're running away from the reality of what it could be. But intentional work says, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do A, so B happens, so that it can produce C, right? And so that we have to start doing that intentional work that really harnesses the things that we need to change in the world. I think that this documentary was so important and necessary for right now. Because I think that, um, I think he said this in one of his interviews, right? We've seen the war on drugs. We've seen the war on whatever, whatever. We've seen the crack epidemic. We've seen it all. But there's a war right now. And the war is social media, right? Far too often we compare ourselves to the next person and what that person is doing and how they're doing and how they're showing up. And we never really take the time to really recognize our own brilliance, to recognize that we are culture shifters, to recognize that we are expanders of knowledge, right? We don't take that time. And so often that produces a convenient dream. Now, what's the difference between a convenient dream, Imani? What's a convenient dream, Imani? Um, what's a, a revolutionary dream, right? So convenient dreams tell me I'm going to do this because it's the easiest thing to do. Revolutionary dream says it's, it's going to be hard. I don't know how I'm going to pull this idea out of my mind and put it on the paper or put it out into the atmosphere, but I'm going to do it regardless because I know it's necessary. And I think far too often we stop at the convenient dream because we're afraid, right? How many times has fear held you back from producing? So let's, let's take it a step further because I want it to make sense. If Tyler Perry never put out a Medea play, if Tyler Perry never produced anything. If Tyler Perry would have stopped when people didn't show up for his uh, play, what would have happened? And so we have to add that to our own lives. If we don't show up, if we don't dream revolutionary dreams, if we don't choose to produce in this world, if we don't choose to show up in this world as our authentic selves, how are we harming others? How are we harming ourselves? Do you know how exhausting it is to show up as somebody you who you're really not? 
when you can really just choose to show up as who you are, right? And so I think about how often fear has held me back from the things that I wanted to achieve. Fear is a, a form of procrastination in my opinion, right? Procrastination, um, there's a quote that says like, procrastination is the arrogant assumption that there's another day. If today was your last day, would you be satisfied with what you produce as a result of fear? And I think the answer for a lot of us would be no. So it puts so much fire into me like, I got to get this thing on the road. Like I got to go up. Like there's no more settling. There's no more playing it safe. There's no more being convenient. This has to be a revolution, right? I got to see something. I got to start something so that something changes. If Tyler Perry didn't start something, would we be able to be inspired by his brilliance today? And I think the answer is no for the most of us. We wouldn't be. Think about how uh, I just loved how he kept acknowledging the people that inspired him. Because often I think that we forget to acknowledge those who have inspired us. He acknowledged Oprah so many times. And it's okay to say I am inspired by somebody's brilliance. Who, uh, now tell me who doesn't like a compliment. I'll wait because I ain't never heard of somebody not liking a compliment. So we have to not only be willing to elevate ourselves, recognizing that we are brilliant and that when we choose to share our brilliance, we are expanders of the world, that we can change a generation, that we are core. Like when we speak, I always, I always do this analogy, but like you ever seen a heartbeat, you know how like, on the monitor, it goes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. But when somebody no longer is physically here, the heartbeat is silent, right? The heartbeat stops. When we choose to be silent, there's no sound wave. It's, it's a straight line. It's silence. When we choose to speak, there's an up and down. Right, the sound wave go up, up, goes up and down. So we have to compare ourselves to that heartbeat. If you are not choosing to use your voice, if you're choosing to silence your authority in this world, you are killing somebody. If you choose to put your words out, you are helping somebody. You are saving somebody. You are nurturing somebody. You are transforming a generation. Like, that's how we have to think. Like, if I don't produce, if I don't put this out, then something's going to happen. What would happen if your wildest dream didn't come true because you used fear as a reason not to produce? I don't know. You have to answer that for yourself. But I just loved how he was talking about his alignment. Because I think sometimes we forget to talk about that. And I, I think that... Um, the early, the younger version of me would have just been doing busy work sometimes. And it hasn't always been in alignment with who I am. But I don't think any of us who do busy work uh, are in alignment with what we really need to be. I think that it's just running away from what we really know we need to be doing. <laughs> That's just my opinion. And I could be wrong, but yeah. So let's just, let's just freeze that alignment, right? When you're aligned, when you're in alignment, 
You're going to experience rejection. You're going to experience setbacks. You're going to experience a bunch of things, but I don't think that it holds you back. I don't think that anything is happening to you. I think it's happening for you, right? It's happening for you to do two things. I think he, he talks about like floating and sinking. It's either happening for you to float above your situation, your circumstance, or help somebody else float above their situation and circumstance. Or if you choose not to, you're sinking, right? But I think that there's beauty in both floating and sinking, right? In the floating, I get to understand how this is working for my good and how this is going to, like, I'm going to have a little bit more of a positive outlook. When I'm sinking, I'm thinking negative, but negativity doesn't last always, right? Uh, what's Joy comes in the morning or what's the, oh my God, I can't think about the saying, um, you know, old church folks say, <laughs> but joy always comes in the morning, right? So when we think about like negativity and, and, and sorrow or like deep moments in our lives that we think stop us, those moments never last always, right? And so when we think about where we are today, could you be the person that you are without having those moments, right? Because ultimately those moments shape our, how we choose to respond in the world. They shaped their paradigm shifting. They shape the way that we respond to situations in the world. And they ultimately help us help others respond to their situations in the world as well. And so I think that when we are in alignment, we've somehow find this hope and this courage and this faith to keep persevering. And I think that his story, his his documentary perfectly describes that, right? Most of us would have stopped where he where he was. We would have stopped when somebody told us we weren't good enough. We would have stopped when somebody would have not showed up for our show. We would have stopped when maybe our plays weren't as successful. We would have stopped when people didn't understand what we were doing. But if anything we got from this is that we keep pushing, you keep going. Um, I was at this conference and she said, push, pause, pivot. And I thought about Tyler Perry's life and how he pushed through, he pushed through adversity. He paused at certain moments so that he could get the lesson out of them. And then he pivot, he pivoted. If he didn't pivot, what, what would happen? Whew. Recently, I got rejected from, from this thing. I'm not even going to, we, another day. I got rejected from this thing. And I was so, like, I was really upset, like, deeply. Because if you know me, I really, I try to put my best into everything that I do. I try to give it 100%, but I was just really upset that I didn't get it. But I thought about, I thought back to when I was a high schooler and I couldn't go to my dream college, right? <sighs> this is a time. I don't think I would be where I was today if I would have went to my dream school. I don't. I think I would have gotten lost, swallowed by whatever the world had to offer me before I paid attention. I think that I needed to be where I am today. But in, in the moment, it never feels like you need to be in that situation, right? But I think that God had prepared me for this moment so that I could help others on their journey because I'm sure that there's so many other people who have not gotten into their dream schools. I'm sure there's so many other people who have wanted to do something but had to step away because of unforeseen circumstances or people who wanted to to see something or do something 
um, but don't necessarily have the uh, motivation to do that because I'm pretty sure if I would have went to my dream school, voice of generation wouldn't have happened. I know it wouldn't have happened. Um, so I just thank God that I was in alignment. But it's always like our rejection is always in alignment with who we need to be. Because in the midst of rejection, we always find a way out. We always find the joy in it. And so, no, it's not going to happen uh, immediately because, let's face it, who really wants to be rejected from anything? But um, somehow we always find the joy in it and we always uh, conquer hardship. And so I just thought that that was so powerful because he really is a conqueror. Another thing is I loved how he, you know, shared his why. Because why in the world did you start doing plays? It, I never thought to ask that question. But it was so powerful why he started, right? When he shares his story, it all makes sense. It's all interconnected. I start understanding that, you know what, it was important for uh, him to go through that adversity so that he could produce the play so that he could transform somebody's life. You see how those dots start getting connected. And so every little part of our lives is connected to something bigger. And so when we choose to put that out in atmosphere, we are transforming somebody's lives, some somebody's life. Again, the slogan for Voice of the Generation is challenge an idea, transform the world. What if Tyler Perry never challenged those ideas that said that he was he couldn't? What if Tyler Perry would have said, okay, I'm going to settle? Could he transform somebody's life? Could he transform the world? I don't think so. I don't think it would have happened the way that it was ordained to happen, right? And so I thought back to this book that I read over the summer. It's by um, Erica Ray Bailey. The, the book was super dope. I would love to connect with her. So if anybody has connections to author Erica Ray Bailey, please send me her information. I would love to connect with her. I've looked for it. I can't find it. So <laughs> please send it. Um, but she, in her book, she talks about the REACH strategy. So the R stands for release your baggage, right? And she talks about how... Um, we have to let go of the things that no longer serve us in order to expand or see something new, right? If I'm going to continue to hold on to that baggage, I don't know that I can level up because it's always going to be weighing me down. I don't think that I can continue to persevere and push through because I, at the back of my mind, I always be thinking about why I couldn't and, and who told me I couldn't and why I can't. But no, you need to stop right there. And you need to recognize your own brilliance. You need to recognize all the things that you can do. Um, she says, engage in dialogue, right? Talking about that, the struggles, like I'm talking about right now, I think so, so much of me has healed from my freshman year experience because I often have dialogue about <laughs> my experience, right? Not always having the language to name it, but having that dialogue helps me push through that and, and let go. Um, then she says, appreciate, right? Appreciate who you are and who you can become. Because I think sometimes we stop ourselves from recognizing how much we have grown. Like, I, and I'm, I'm one for this. Because I don't always stop and say, okay, the old me wouldn't have done this. The new me is doing this. Um, the old me probably wouldn't have started a podcast. <laughs> the new me is doing this. Um, so every time you level up in every stage of your life, I hope you document it. Write it down uh, in a journal. 
write it down. You need it so that you can look back over your life and say, okay, this is where I've grown. Like, oh, me wouldn't have probably said this, but this is where I've grown, right? And then the C is for controlling your thoughts. So with social media, it's really hard to not feed into the spirit of comparison, right? And I fall into that trap too. So I'm not even going to exempt myself. Looking at other people and what they've done and saying, oh my gosh, I wish I could. I wish I could do this. And oh, if I just had, no, stop right there. Stop right there. That's when you need to say an affirmation. I'm so proud of myself for producing X, Y, and Z. I am so capable of producing X, Y, and Z. Yes, this is hard, but I know I can do it. It's not always easy, but I still know I can do it. And you need to pause right there and and remind yourself of all the things that you can do. Because I think that if we continue to tell ourselves all the things that we can't do, I don't think we'll get far. I think that's going to scare us away from even trying. (laughs) And then the H is for um, hold your inner circle. And I just thought that this was so powerful because... Your environment will ultimately ultimately affect your vision, right? Success is not accidental. Nobody gets successful accidentally. It's strategic. You actually have to try to be, or you don't have to try, but you actually have to do something different to see a different result. That's that's strategy, right? Um, I think that we think of success as foreign, but success looks different to me than it does to you. So this year. Before the year is over, I want you to sit down and reflect about your journey over the year. What have you done well? What can you just applaud yourself for? What can you give yourself your flowers for? Because I think that there is something that you have done this year that has been remarkable. And you haven't always given yourself the grace to recognize that you did something so powerful this year. But I also want you to think ahead, right? What does next year hold for you? Why is fear in your way? Why do you choose to stop at fear? Why does fear uh, tell you that you can't produce, right? If it's already been done, I'm pretty sure that you can do it. You're an expander. You're a culture shifter. Like I told you earlier, when you speak, you can transform a generation. So how can you not allow hardship and fear to get in your way of success next year? But also, um, how can we collectively start recognizing that how can we also recognize that rejection is in alignment for where we need to be um if we don't go through the rejection if if life was just always a high (laughs) would our story really be that interesting not to me right i i need the the beginning the middle the climax, the rising in action, the fall in action. I need all of that because that's what makes our story interesting. But I don't think if we don't have that, which rejection is a part of, I don't think that our story would be that interesting. So when you're walking into this week, I need you to be intentional, right? We're not just doing busy work anymore. We're doing intentional work, right? Um, in order to see something different, you have to do something different. Thank you for tuning in to Voice of Generation, the number one podcast for culture shifters. I love y'all so much. Be intentional about your rest of your week. Whatever you have on your Google Calendar, I don't know if you use Google Calendar, set it up. Write down every single thing, your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, your wake up, uh, your shower, plan everything, write it down. 
Um, it's going to make your days a lot more intentional. Write a to-do list. Wake up with something to do. Uh, don't just go to sleep without a, pur without a mission. Uh, wake up with a purpose. Uh, and then we're, let me know if you see a result. Let me see if, let me know if you see something different because ultimately that is what we're trying to do. We're trying to transform a generation through collective work. So I hope you guys have a phenomenal week. Continue to be their best self. I'm so, 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 so proud of you. I love you and have a great week.